I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Let's hang out. Hey everyone, welcome back to Les Hang Out, the podcast that just wants to know, did you take her to the pier in Santa Monica, forget to grab a jacket, wrap up in her because you wanted to? I'm just curious. Is it serious? <laughs> curious? I'm curious. I'm like, curious is an understatement. Is it serious? I feel like it's an appropriate song for a show where people are watching their significant other date a whole bunch of other people. Anyways. It's very, yeah, it's very um, <laughs> apropos. From the West Coast, I'm Lee Holmes Foster. And from the East Coast, I'm Ellie Brigida. To those of you who've been with us through this whole journey, thank you as always for listening. If you're a new listener, welcome. We're excited to have you here. Here's what's happening this week. This week in the Lesdom. This week in the Lesdom is a place where we can touch base each episode about things going on with the podcast or otherwise. We have very exciting news because we got a new Trova trip sign up, which Woo-hoo! means we have one more person coming with us to Croatia. Four spots left. So if you want to be one of those four people, sign up at bit.ly slash Croatia. The last day for you to sign up is July 23rd. Gotta get on it. Coming up fast. 
We also want to remind everyone that in Season 6, we have been releasing monthly bonus episodes for our Patreon supporters. Our last one that just came out was on Ammonite. We had lots of very positive feedback on that movie. It's my favorite film. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And our next one's going to be coming out at the end of the month on June 26th. That will be on the movie Life Partners. If you want to catch all of those, you can find them on our Patreon. You can join at bit.ly slash lespatreon. You know what's so funny, Lee? This just reminded me of something. Somebody reached out to us and was like, they thought we were saying bit.ly like (laughs) L-E-I-G-H. It is bit.ly L-Y. L-Y. So sorry for B-I-T that. B-I-T L-Y. <laughs> Not named after me, sadly. But I like that. If we had like legit- we It should be. Shortened links that just had your name in, it, in them. Yeah, that'd be great. I'm here for it. In the greater Les universe, um, the first one I'm going to talk about because it's very relevant to uh, to my life, but the Bay Area is getting a soccer team, like a national women's soccer league team. A lesbian soccer team or just, or like all soccer teams are lesbians? All so. soccer teams are yeah, yeah. mostly gay. Yeah. So <laughs> I think it's going to be like the 14th NWSL team or something. I think it's going to be down in San Jose. So it's not like actually super close to me, but I'm very excited because that means we can start taking the girls to soccer games and be like, who cares about men's sports? Nobody in this house. Let's go watch women play soccer. I love hot, that. hot stuff. Very love excited. that for you. Also in the greater Les universe, the bottoms trailer just came out. This movie looks hilarious. So funny. I'm this so is excited. Everything I've ever wanted. It- <laughs> It gives me book smart vibes. Yes. Like it's like yes. that. I'm like, please pump this into my veins. A gay high school teen fight club is is like that's yes, that's, that's exactly my dream. what I want. Um, also, fun fact: Io, who plays one of the main leads, I did theater with her for years. Yeah, she's from and Boston. She's- She's incredible. We've been watching her when she's she was so in funny. She's so funny. She's so funny. I'm so excited to to see her continuing to to climb up into other things because she's, she's crushing great. it. Yes. Yeah. Also in the greater Les universe, some of you, for uh, not relevant to today's episode at all, may have mm-hmm. heard of a little show. It's called The Ultimatum. It's on Netflix. It was like a little, a little bit gay. A little, <laughs> a little bit, slightly you gay. Know? So the full the of finale- queer love. <laughs> The finale happened last week, and I feel like it was, it should have been like a gay national holiday. It just felt like everybody. For me, it was. Everybody was waiting in anticipation, edge of our seats, watch parties left and right. We had a watch party. It was a great time. Obviously, we don't need to say too much about it right now because we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. Yeah. What a show. That's what's happening this week. Back to you, Alien Lee. Thanks, Ellie and Lee. We are so excited to bring you episode 21 of season six, The Ultigatum. Why didn't they just call the show The Ultigatum? <laughs> uh, they missed really a missed an opportunity. opportunity. Uh, idiots. <laughs> yeah, listen, we just felt like like every other queer person over the last, you know, couple weeks, uh, we've been talking about nothing we else. We can't stop. We can't stop. Cannot so stop. we thought we would subject all of you to Ellie and I in real time. <laughs> Talking <laughs> about the ultimatum. All of our love. thoughts on Let's the ultimatum. freaking go. Bef- we want to sort of, we want to construct this in a way to, yeah. to talk about the show itself, but also talk about all of the things that come up in the show that are like super queer or super specific to queer relationships or mm-hmm, just like sort of, mm-hmm. you know, discuss the psychology of the ultimatum, which was wild to watch but lee 
What okay. are your thoughts just like on the show in general? Like when you started watching it, how did you feel? How did you get into it? Did you see a, a video clip? Like why did you decide to start watching The Ultimatum? Yes, I, I saw all the promo leading up. And I mean, you know how bad Kelsey and I are at like staying on top of current media. We made so many poor choices in our lives over the last few weeks because just to watch, watch it. Yeah, you'd watch an episode and we're like, I have to watch the next episode. And we're like, we need to get in bed. Like, we have children and jobs and, like, we are not people who can afford to stay up as late as we did for many nights watching this show. But we did anyways. And that's just that is the choice we made. Poor choices. But it is. It's a. I mean, listen, it's reality television. It's trashy. It's chaotic. You know what you're getting into. But we did. We, like, kept getting sucked in. We were so sucked in. Couldn't stop. You but you binged like so many episodes in one night. Like How many episodes, episodes did you watch that night? Six episodes in one night. <laughs> You're insane. We'd yes. been watching it for days and you caught up in one night. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. I think I went to bed at like two thirty that night or something. Like I was I couldn't And where stop. were you emotionally after six straight episodes of this show? <laughs> a wreck. I was a wreck. I was all <laughs> over the place. You're just like what, like, you know, the first few episodes, you're like, I think I know where this is going. And they're like, what the? I had no clue this was going to go here. And then the finale was the most shocking of all because yes, it was just indeed. so shocking. So also, if you have not watched. There will be spoilers. Yeah, if you have not watched The Ultimatum Queer Love, there will be spoilers. Like, we just have to talk about everything that happens. Yes. So maybe if you haven't okay. watched it, go watch it and come back and listen to this episode. And maybe I'll use that as a good opportunity to say, if you haven't watched The Ultimatum yet and you are not a reality TV person, that's okay. That's fine. I'd like to give a quick overview of the premise for anyone who's not familiar with it so that everyone can sort of follow the discussion we're having. So the premise of The Ultimatum, this is like their queer season, but it's a show that has had other seasons with straight couples prior to this. And so the format of the show is you have five couples One of the partners in the couple is ready to get married. They are like, I'm there. I want to spend our lives together. Why aren't we getting married? The other partner, maybe not ready yet. And so what they do, they find these five couples. One of the people issues an ultimatum. You say, hey, we're going on this show. If at the end of this show, we are not engaged, like we are breaking up. Like it's, you know, this is, this show is like shit or get off the pot (laughs) for your relationship. Shit, get off the pot or get on someone else's pot. Yes. And so, of course, in <laughs> Oregon, yes, on that note. So in, of course, the most reality dating show premise that you could come up with, what they do with these five couples to decide if they want to get married or not is you make all of them break up. You all date within those couples for a week. And then at the end of the first week, you pick someone to move someone who is not your original partner. You move into a trial marriage for three weeks with them. You live in an apartment together for three weeks. Then you have three weeks of a trial marriage with your original partner. So now you move back in with your partner for three weeks into an apartment. And then at the end of that, you have to make the decision. Do you propose to your partner? Do you leave single? Do you leave with the person you did your trial marriage with? There's options, you know, but it's just that's the premise. That's the show that we're discussing for anyone who hasn't seen it and wants to follow along the conversation. I just wish everyone could see Ellie's like body, full body reactions to just even like discussing the premise as I'm saying this out loud. Ellie's having an experience over there, everyone. The premise is is insane. I can't even like. My my whole thing is like anyone. Who, I'm sorry, sorry to all of you who went on the show. <laughs> I know probably we will talk to some of you at some point, but like 
I just feel like if you choose to go on this show, like there is something fundamentally wrong with your relationship. Not necessarily with you, but there has to be something fundamentally wrong. Like you cannot imagine that going on this show is going to make you a better partner. Everything about the show makes these people like worse off than they were when they okay, started. Here's let's I'm going to I'm going to try to devil's advocate us right now, okay? Here's what I have to imagine is the only thing that you could be thinking that would lead you to go on a show like this is you're like, I want to get married. I don't think my partner is appreciating like how good our relationship is. Maybe if they have to be with someone else for three weeks, they will more appreciate the things that I bring to our relationship and realize that they do not want to leave the door open to date other people because it is not worth it. That's well, the uh, only thing I can imagine that you are thinking because otherwise it makes no sense. Right. It is and wild. And, well, and also that, uh, that is an idea that I think makes more sense in a heterosexual situation. Like I can see when this show, when you, per, when you make this premise and you roll this out, with straight couples, I feel like that mentality makes more sense to me. You because roll it you out feel for, like they're, for... they're like, oh, because we're queer, like living with someone for three weeks is way too dangerous. And I, it's not I as just think crazy. It's a very I haven't different... seen. I haven't seen the heterosexual. I haven't so seen I don't the heterosexual know what seasons like, either. I don't and I really know want if to. it gets as crazy as it does with this one. But I'm pretty sure that that at least one of the couples in the in the heterosexual one i don't think they actually left their partner but they did fall in love wow wild i just i feel like it's a i see it as such a different thing to do with a whole bunch of queer people than it is to do with like straight couples this is just messy it's, it's messy so messy that's why i'm saying i'm like you basically are like okay let's Let's go on the show for what? So it's six weeks of the trial marriages plus one week of the dating. So let's say it's like two months-ish. Let's go on this show for two months and let's create a super traumatic experience that we'll never recover from. <laughs> that sounds like a great thing for us to do to be to get married. Like yeah, let's put yeah, ourselves yeah. in a situation where we are gonna completely traumatize each other. I, I mean and it then worked out great for everyone, Ellie. Walk down the aisle. That sounds like a so wonderful well. idea, right? Like, it's insane. It's insane. Let's let's dive in. So that's the premise of the show, which first of all, just I think is buck wild. Like when I saw the heterosexual, when I saw this show and it was not gay, I was like, that show's fucked up. I'll never watch it. Now it turned gay and I was like, I got to watch it. But let's talk about like some of the things that we okay. saw on the show that are just like larger microcosms of relationships. I think the biggest one for me, and I know I'm maybe not going exactly in order here, is just the concept of like, okay, let's do a trial marriage with a new partner. Sure. Right? Like anyone who's been in a long-term relationship should understand, and I feel like people don't. I feel like people still don't understand this concept of like, if I meet someone new that I'm attracted to. Of course, that will be exciting. Yeah. Right? There's this whole thing with Yoli and Xander where like they live together for three weeks. They sleep together. They fall in love. Oh, Yoli and Xander. Quote, unquote. Right? Oh, but I'm man. like, uh, that 
that just it like is, doesn't I, I get compare. It does not it compare is, to a long-term relationship. Like you cannot put those two things next to each other and be like, how do I make a decision right. about the the amount of intense feelings I feel for someone who I'm basically in the honeymoon phase with well, versus and, my partner so, okay. who's been with me through all this shit for years. But that's what's interesting because I actually think Listen, as much as the whole Yoli-Xander-Mal situation was just a cluster. Yes. I think there's something interesting to look at in there because if you look at Yoli's reaction at the end, right? Like, Yoli says yes to Mal and chooses Mal ultimately. Yes. Even though she's She's clearly infatuated with Xander. And... I think it's exactly what you're describing because when she says it, she's like, I feel like if I'm following my head and not my heart. And I don't think that's true, actually. My take on it is that Yoli was unable to separate the fact that, like, yeah, your early relationship weeks are not your three years in relationship weeks. Yes. And the reason that you feel a sense of loyalty to somebody and you're calling it, like, not love but that is lo- that is, that is long term yeah. committed love when you're like I cannot not be with that person even though I have all these you know fun flirty exciting feelings for someone else because the fun flirty exciting feelings are not going to be there in 3 years with that person either exactly exactly <laughs> that shit goes away it always will go away it's not the same it is never the same like even just scientifically yes yeah like chemically yes you will not be in the same relationship with someone after usually it's like two years i think like two two and a half years like chemically scientifically your relationship will change because it has to your body changes you're not you're not reacting the same way and it's like everyone has everyone has those friends right like everyone has those friends who serial date for like two or three years and break up and they can never get past that point and you're like oh my god i mean i but this is like a huge rant on society but i think that's what's severely wrong with our society which is why i just was watching the show being like this is exactly what's wrong with our society. Yes. And this is a show that's designed to like mess with your brain, right? Yes. By being like, oh, let's dangle in front of you those fun early week feelings again and then ask you if you want to choose the person who doesn't produce Give them in you, you the anymore. Give you the fun first week like, feelings anymore. And like, it's wild. It's, it's a wild up. idea. But I'm like, yeah. seriously, like when you look at like, I don't know, like just like look at like all of our grandparents, like they were not madly in love 50 years later it's not the same feeling but yeah they like and yes like there's you know trade-offs we get from like people 50 years ago being like I guess I this is it but also I, this may be just me but I'm like also I do feel like there's actually something super valuable about the feeling of like I chose this person and I'm gonna continue to choose this person yeah. And it's not so easy for me to just, like, jump between people, right? right? Like, I know there's, like, obviously, like, a more, like, old-fashioned view of that for, like, the reason that a lot of our grandparents were together for 60 years, even though some of them hate each other, right? <laughs> but if you don't have that mentality of, like, I have to just keep choosing this person because right. I chose them initially – and, like, not not saying, like, you have to choose someone if you're in an abusive relationship, which we can talk about. 
Tiff and oh, yeah. Mildred. Woof. But just when things get slightly harder. Mm-hmm. Right? Like where it's like, okay, yes, your relationship is harder right now because you're four years in. It's also, okay, I know it is like a common common point of contention for a lot of queer people watching this show because, of course, if you're going to make a queer season of a television show like this and polyamory oh my god not I know on the table because okay here's the thing I also feel like we should caveat this with like I understand how editing works and I understand many people have many many thoughts about a lot of things on the show I feel like it's easier for the purpose of discussion to just take at face value the things that we saw on the season well okay? and I also would say that Yoli at the reunion said she was not trying to be a poster child for polyamory no, no, I know that. I'm I'm not even talking about that. I'm just saying, like, I think it's easier for us to say, like, listen, we are not going to try to do, like, a deep dive into the psyche of everyone on here yeah, and yeah. whether or not, whether or not the version of themselves that they were whatever. portraying yeah, yeah. for the cameras is a realistic version of them or not. What we are going to be doing is taking those versions that they did present and discussing them, okay? Yes. So just so just so everyone knows, please don't come after us with your, with your thoughts on how everyone <laughs> was really feeling or who they really are. But I just think at face value, as presented on camera, the idea that you had a person like Mal, who was like, you're in love with someone else. That's a reality that can happen. That doesn't mean you don't love me. I understand Mm -hmm. that. I respect that that's a thing that's going on in your life. I'm not going to like trash talk that. Like, that was a prime situation to have have the ability to say like, hey, there, there is a component. Like, I'm not going to say this is why people are polyamorous. Obviously, it's not. But I think that like polyamory is does provide like if that is something that people are open to does provide that opportunity to have both the committed stability of a long-term relationship and the fun happy flirty new feelings with someone else and maybe those fun happy fun flirty feelings with that person can also turn into a stable committed relationship and like that's all possible as well but i do think that it's like that was right there and it's so funny to watch a dating show as queer people when you're like i get that you're trying to make a queer season of this but like they clearly should just all three start dating and i don't understand why <laughs> don't understand why that's not happening like yes. what's happening you can say yes and still date Sander. what's the problem here <laughs> yes i mean you could literally have gotten yeah you could have gotten married to mal and then be like so like me and Mal talked about it like you know Mal's right. my pa- Mal's my partner like I love her I want to be committed to her like but she's willing to like give me the space to also explore this with you if you're open to that like blah, blah, blah. like they they had yeah, they all had, all those scenes in the in the finale where like they just kept pushing Yoli and Xander together again and again and again and I just kept wanting her to be like I'm whispering in your ear like I said yes but I'll call you <laughs> like we 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 talked and we cleared it and it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that, I mean, that's the thing, right? Is like, I just feel like the show still turned out to be slightly heteronormative. Oh, yes. Because, oh, yes. Right? Because it's like the ultimatum means you can either be this or this. And yeah, there was such an incredible, like, that was like the most fucking incredible opportunity to explore it. Especially seeing how Mal initially reacted. Like, I was like, oh, Mal clearly, like, has friends who are poly. You know what I mean? Like, talk. (laughs) Has been to therapy. (laughs) Right? Like, I'm like, clearly, like, this is not a new concept for Mal. Like, Mal is like, yeah, like, this is like a, this is something we could talk and work through. Right. But most importantly, in our relationship, do you want to get married? Right? And that was just, it was such a... It just left me wanting, you know? Yeah. It just but I think the wanting. thing that sucks about that is like, you're like, you're like, oh, I wish that she was whispering, but I feel like that's what it was. It was like, Yoli probably, 
is like monogamous. And so she was having a hard time with it. Right. So I feel like she got put into this. Well, Yoli was in love with two people. So she's not that monogamous. She's not that monogamous. But you know what I mean? <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like her. I do know what you mean. I, know. I feel like her brain is like, no, I have to have that one committed partner. Like she's not really yeah. open to being poly, even though she had this like experience that could have opened her up to that. And so I feel like because of that, they had a very traumatic experience because Yoli also wanted her cake. But like, right, like she was yes. like, yeah, yeah. I also feel like she made Mal feel like shit mm-hmm. because she was still talking to Xander. She was still thinking about that. You know, like it was like, yeah. Not the well, and I think I think um, you know, forget Yoli not wanting to be the poster child for polyamory. I think Yoli kind of inadvertently became the poster child for like why communication is so important yeah. in polyamory. Yes, <laughs> healthy, honest communication, sort of the uh, linchpin of that working, which clearly <sighs> it it did. Well, not. let's talk about communication because that's also I feel like the reason why so many of these couples like really failed oh, is like. And what's crazy to me is that the one couple that was like the worst at communication is still engaged. As far as we know, I have I haven't been able to confirm that they're still I'm together. I'm pretty or positive not. they're still engaged. Like I just saw okay, a video amazing. they posted on Instagram. Happy for them. Yeah. Well, so okay, so let's talk about because you know what's interesting from a communication standpoint, I actually think there were a lot of things about the show that did work. Okay, which surprised me. Like what? Right? Like like the conversation like, between Mal and Yoli in the kitchen when Mal was saying no like, no my no ego- no forget Mal and Yoli. Mal okay. and Yoli are not are have nothing to do with good communication in my book. I because mostly on on Yoli's, Yoli's side. side, but I yeah. just I I want to talk about some of the things that I do think were helpful from a communication standpoint. And one of the things that I think is it is so common when you're in a relationship for a long time and and you've you've gotten to the point where like you have stopped spit shining yourself up for another person right like there's a certain point at which more of the stuff starts to come out like all each of your baggage starts to rear its head right and what happens a lot of times is that that sets patterns in place and they become the patterns that you have in your relationship right and it's not like you can't work on those patterns independently whether you're in individual therapy whether you're in couples therapy like sure there's lots of stuff that you can do but I also think a lot of people just tend to fall into those patterns and not really notice that they're happening and I do think there was something really valuable actually for a lot of these couples to suddenly be in a position where your pattern is rubbing up against a different pattern and that, like the trial marriage partners, the trial marriage partners. And so the the ones for me that I'm specifically thinking of are uh, Sam and Tiff. Sam and Tiff. Yes. Sam and Tiff, I actually think was a fantastic that was trial a marriage super for both helpful pairing. Right. Yes. Because Sam was like, I'm going to just be like avoidant and like. Whatever my partner wants is like, that's fine. And like, I can just support that. But then she's with the partner who she's not in love with. Right. So she's like, actually, no, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. And Tiff is like used to being in a hyper confrontational relationship. Oh, my God. Lee, I'm sorry. What did you think of the dog scene? <laughs> we have I, to talk okay. about that. We have that to was, talk about that the was dog the situation scene. that I feel like 
change their communication also. So here's the thing. My thoughts on the dog scene are a little clouded now because I've watched a lot of clips on Tiff's uh, TikToks, clips from their podcast where they talked about what what was actually happening and like providing a little bit more context for... So it didn't seem like... They just blew up. The for dog no reason. scene, as it was edited, looked fucking insane. I mean, let's insane. be honest. It, and I get it; it was edited to look insane, right? Yes. But I also think, like, I've I've watched Tiff now talk about how important that day actually was for their trial marriage with Sam and for the two of them communicating. And it's why I think their trial marriage was actually one of the most successful ones that I think of anyone on the show, because I think. They both realized, I think that helped highlight for both of them a lot of the patterns that they were in and the things about those patterns that they wanted to help break out of, right? And I think that actually is very useful. Like if if you can realize suddenly that you're like, oh, I am communicating in a certain way or it's coming across a certain way or I am in, I am receiving things constantly in this way because of the like you know patterns that my partner and I have fallen into in our relationship and realizing that like oh actually that's just a pattern that doesn't necessarily have to have anything to do with reality because now I'm applying it to somebody else and they're not doing Receiving that and they're not it. yeah in the same right way. like I just think it was really good for both of them like I said I think Sam learned to stand up for herself way more and I think Tiff learned that they are constantly on the defensive because they were in an abusive toxic relationship yes. That's the thing. It's like, oh, my gosh. Like, to flip out that hard is because yes. they are conditioned by – Yeah, yeah that's, like, a, that's a trauma response. That man. was like, – there, uh, there were a lot of trauma responses there on the show. It was a lot. a lot. But, yeah, I agree that, like, the two of them – and even, like, at the reunion when, like, Tiff left and Sam went and to comfort Sam, her, uh, I was like – I that love was, Sam. I'll tell you what. That was really a sweet moment. And I do I, feel like they, like, really be- – I think – okay. Besides – I do feel like now I'm I'm reassessing what I said in the beginning. I do feel like the queer version could have there are certain parts that work well when the trial marriage partners acted as friends. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. 
Yes. Yes. Right? Like, I'm living Which with I do a think friend is you're more them. likely to get in a queer In a queer thing, yeah, because, this. like, I would not be, like, oh, I'm living with a random man. Let me, like, talk. Let me, like, really work through my trauma <laughs> with this man. Let's process our like, feelings. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, I do feel like they got a little, like, some of the trial marriage partners got, like, a therapist for the next three weeks. Like, yes. Mel and Lexi, Lexi and Sam and Tiff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then some people got just, like, sex for three weeks. <laughs> some people got um, looking at each other's bank accounts. Well, okay, listen. Listen, as much as I don't want to use Yoli and Xander as the poster child for much, I will say another thing that – another area where I think this show can have some positive benefits. If this show served nothing other than to get Xander out of that relationship with oh Vanessa – Oh, my God. It was all worth it. The season was worth it, everyone. It was worth it. Because, again, I think that when you're in a, a toxic relationship and then you have the opportunity to finally see what it's not to not be with somebody who is constantly emotionally manipulative yeah. and, and narcissistic. Selfish and and yes. I like. I feel like that was eye-opening. And so it's like, of course Xander fell hard because suddenly... <laughs> Somebody was asking her what she wanted. Yeah. Like, and like, she's like, wait, uh, what I want? Like, she's like, I've weird. been, I've been like Vanessa's little play toy for four oh years. My God, it's yeah. just, it's like, it was uncomfortable to watch them together. It was wonderful to watch Xander being able to break free of that. And it's like, listen, if the show did nothing else, credit for that. <laughs> credit yes. where credit is due. The ultimatum you freed Xander. <laughs> And we thank you for it. Rough. <laughs> All queer people, thank you for doing that because holy God. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know every ish season of a show like this has to have a villain, but like, sweet Christ, what a villain. It was rough. I will say, and I'm going to be controversial here, but you already know what I'm saying. I I've do. become a bit more sympathetic towards Vanessa. No, so dude. Not I am sorry. Years. I, think I agree. She's, crazy. <laughs> she's. I agree. She's crazy, but I think she's going through some real pain, you know. And I think maybe for her, you, this and, was you a, and I will agree to disagree. <laughs> I think she has real feelings. I think she is selfish. I think she's manipulative. I think she's not a good partner, but I do think she's hurting. So I feel I mean, for her on that's, that. That's possible. That's all I'm but saying. That I, I think, think there. I think she's the hurting. blame for that lies. With herself, I agree, but I still am empathetic. <laughs> her own shoulders. I still am empathetic. She got out of a four-year relationship. That's still rough. I mean, yes, but say. I also it desperately needed to end. That relationship needed. It to did. End. So it did. I think that was the right call. Let's. Can we talk a little bit about the finale? Because you and I, we watched the finale together um, with some of our patrons for the watch party, and we were all shocked. Oh my god! Surprise! The finale. Okay. Thank God they had that reunion because the finale <laughs> felt like I was in an episode of Black Mirror. Yes. Like, yes. I was like, did they just do such a like good job of editing this that they like really wanted to like completely trick us that like each of these people were actually in incredible relationships and like they just wanted to put some shit in for drama? I was like, am I am I losing it? Like, I cannot believe they all said yes. It was wild because we had sat we had sat down before we all, you know, hit play. We had put our guesses in for like who was going to stay together and who was going to propose and who was not. Um, We did not guess that not. four of those couples were going to be proposing that day. Right. Not at all. That was 
wild. So we were shocked. And then I'm curious, like, what was your experience of coming out of that finale and into the reunion? (laughs) Oh, my God. I mean, I felt so uncomfortable during the finale, like like skin crawling uncomfortable. Was it I, more was it more uncomfortable than then rolling into the reunion no, where they that, had all broken up? <laughs> no, see, that's the thing. The reunion was like, oh, reality makes sense. Like makes I felt sense. like the yeah. finale felt like my whole reality was shattered. The you finale I mean? was like gaslighting us all. Yes. And then the reunion, then the reunion was, was like Yeah. Oh, okay. This is what I saw. Right? Like because so we weren't we weren't crazy, right? Like Tiff and Mildred, like the fact that in the reunion, Mildred literally said she got arrested for domestic violence. Against is wild. Well, that and, was- and listen, I think we should. I because we're we're listen, we're not going to dive in everyone to the kind of deeply traumatic um, part of that, but we do we deeply. do want to comment on the fact that like yes, it is absolutely fucked to bring someone and their abuser onto a reunion show together. Yes. And yes, it is deeply fucked that probably the only reason Netflix thinks that was appropriate is because it was the more femme presenting person yes. in that relationship who got arrested because I like I'm sorry but you cannot convince me that if they had a straight couple with a man who was arrested for domestic violence they would never put him in the same room with the woman that he was abusing yeah. nor do I think they would have done it if it was Tiff like if Tiff was the person mm-hmm. who was getting arrested with a domestic violence charge and they're the more masculine presenting partner I don't feel like they would have handled it that way and that's fucked it's so like so yes fucked. absolutely fucked up but sorry continue your thought <laughs> no 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 it's i mean it's super fucked and also just like to like also put another thing on it is it is like even though the show is so fucked up i'm like there is uh, so much real shit yeah. on it right where like it is true like there is a high percentage of same sex couples where like domestic violence is happening and yeah. it's like yeah, not yeah. as no, and they right? didn't call and people, it out at all. They didn't yeah. put a content warning. They didn't, like no, no one even. The only person who even went after her was Sam, and then no one like mentioned anything about it. I mean, it was it was pretty. And I up, really, so. honestly, Yoli defending Mildred really got to me. <sighs> yeah, that did not rub me the right way. So, um, not at all. That was rough. That was rough. But what yeah. do you what do you think about all the other couples that had broken up though? <sighs> honestly, I was like, okay, thank God, because. <laughs> Because I did like I Ma- I felt bad for Mal because I was like Mal really put everything into that relationship with Yoli right like Mal yeah. was putting everything on the line like she was ready to t- to be committed and just watching the show like and that's why I was like okay great Mal watched the show and was like oh yeah Yoli was not as honest with me and I'm like we knew that watching so it just right. didn't feel right like it didn't feel right to see Yoli with Mal when like you see all this other stuff I'm like. It was a really good um, exercise in why honest communication is important yeah. in a relationship. You, you know what's funny? You know what? You know what Kelsey and I were talking about after we watched it is like, I think it's the wrong premise. <laughs> what do you what mean? We were dis- what we were discussing is like because again, I think one of the things that I do think this show just at its core gets wrong is the idea that like marriage is just like just being in love with someone and like deciding to spend the rest of your lives together and we're like that's not what marriage is like I'm sorry and we're like you're gonna what live with someone for three weeks the trial marriage was not a trial is, marriage you're right silly. like it didn't it's silly yeah and so here's what here's what Kelsey and I came up with as an alternative show pitch okay you bring in your couples who are doing the ultimatum you you split them up and you do trial marriages with couples who have been together for like a decade <laughs> 
<laughs> each of you gets assigned a partner and a life where I'm like, I want to see you do like wife, like actual wife. So it's like you don't give swap, them yeah. an apartment. You say, here's what you both have budget wise. You got to find an apartment and move <laughs> in the next week. You're doing this with the a game of life in the real game life. of life. Right. Like I want to see you be like I want to see them partnered up with like have one of them with, live with me for a week. And you're like, OK, man, we are up at 6 a.m. Someone's got to drive the kids to school. Like who's picking them up? Who's doing this? There's a dentist appointment today. Can you take <laughs> off work and take them like our taxes are coming up? Where are your forms? Do you have all your stuff? Like where's yep. your W2s? Where's your like you got to do real fucking life shit because I'm sorry, but that's what you're actually signing up for. And that's the mistake that I think a lot of people make and so you're gonna have them do these fucking like play run three week things where you're like here's a free apartment and here's free meals and here's free stuff and here's a camera crew following you around while you go drink some more and I'm like is this what you think marriage is gonna be exactly like, like the tri- <laughs> no the trial marriages were a joke that's what I'm like I agree with you it's like what do you mean trial marriage yeah like give them give them a fake baby yeah, dude. Like, like, like in freaking home ec class. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, like put them like the trial marriages were not difficult. No. Right. So I'm like, like put part- them but that's why part- I think you partner yeah. their, them up with someone who knows how to do marriage. And then you make them figure out if they want to do it with the person they're in a relationship with, because the problem they were all going into and the reason that I think you know, like not the only thing that factored in, but the reason that I think a lot of them ended up proposing when they clearly should not have yes. been proposing to that person is like, yeah, you're you're thinking of the wrong thing. Like you're focusing on the, you're answering the wrong questions. questions. And this show is never going to make you think about the right questions, you know, of like, what do you want your life to look like? And is it with this person that it's going to look like that. Um, and I think many of them, if they had asked that question, would have not proposed at the end. <laughs> well, because also what you're basically doing is putting each of them into a honeymoon period again with right. their partner. Uh, yeah, right? it's silly. It's silly. It's like three weeks is not enough time to work through all of the issues you had that clearly made you not want to propose in the first place. Yeah. And then they're just like, but I do know that I love you and those stupid speeches. I hated the speeches. Oh, my God. It was so much. It was so much. And it's really like uh, the ultimatum as a concept, too, is just so it's like the question is not do I love you? Do I choose you? Do I want to do life with you? Do I think that all of like our communication is good? Do I think that like we have the same idea of, and our goals are the same and blah, blah. It's do I not want to lose you? Right, right, right. And that question. Oh, that's such a bad question to ask. Right? That's a horrible question to ask. Right? Because of course you don't want to lose them. Right? Like nobody wants to lose their partner four years. Yeah. Right? So like, yeah, then then the fact that all of them say yes really is just, I don't want to break up with you. It's not I want to marry you. It's I don't want to break up. And that's not a great place to be in. And to be fair, to their credit, if you're making a reality show, it's a great reality show premise because what you're going to do is create drama by sort of manipulating people to propose to people they should not be proposing to and then bringing them back in a year to film them again <laughs> yeah. so that you can so you catch can all the fallout. So you can say they broke up, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, in that respect, what a great design show. It is absolutely going to be high drama and like and fun, trashy television to watch. I mean, like all... 
all of the stuff we're like seriously talking about aside, like everyone fucking binged that shit out of oh, that show. It was a great it was like addictive show. and fun. Of course it was. It's chaotic and dramatic in like the most delightful ways. Wild. Okay, so also Lexi and Ray. Because I was I had such hope for them, man. I had such I hope was for them. Dying at that freaking end card reveal. I we screamed like we lost our minds. That was like the wildest ending that you could have put up because there. they were so like, yeah, we're happy, blah blah blah. Broke broken up. We're like, wait, what the hell? Yeah, it. <laughs> oh god. Hey, but did you know Lexi's already hard launching the new girlfriend? Happy for her. It, but it was a wild way to end that show. Like just, it holy was holy god insanity yeah insane well and that's another another example of like i mean again we don't super know what happened and so we're sort of stuck with like what the face value story that we've yeah. seen is but like that felt like a situation where like lexi was the one who was on board being like here's my vision for our life here's what i want here's what it looks like and then that did not stay the same you know yeah. so like i don't know what exactly happened in there but oh god i was rooting for them i was rooting for them oh that was wild but yeah um, let's also wild. talk about the one couple that did stay together um and in terms of that i'd okay. like to talk about codependency oh god <laughs> so sam and aussie i just i can't believe they're, i really can't believe they're still together i can't I mean, I'm going to say that I can only assume that means Aussie has gone to therapy. I am hoping that that's the case. Aussie clearly has some childhood trauma yes. that, that is being worked out. And um, I, I mean, I get torn sometimes because, again, it's like these are people's real relationships, right? Like we yes, do true, know that true. somewhere deep down. And I think Sam is a really great person. Like yes. She just seemed to, Very if you kind. ask me, I think Sam was the most well-adjusted person on this yes. season. And so it's hard sometimes because I for sure went into the finale with very strong, like, free yourself, Sam. Yes, like, (laughs) Free yourself, you deserve better than this. Feelings. And it's hard when, A, I also do think that, like, they got, as a couple, they got the least amount of screen Screen time time. of anyone on there. And so it's hard sometimes when I know we don't know the full story. So I, I hope they've worked on things together. And found better ways to communicate because their communication, from what we saw on the show, looked like just hot garbage. <laughs> looked also, like just like <sighs> to like Aussie literally completely shutting down when any any sort of conversation was ever brought up. Yeah, is like there I, was some serious rejection sensitivity disorder happening, and it was wild it to watch. Was wild. But yeah. I also just feel like, like, I don't know, just I feel like Sam, it was just like Sam will do literally anything for to make Aussie feel comfortable. Yeah. And I'm also like, that's not great either. So I just, I just hope she's still, like, I hope that after the camera's turned off, Sam is still pushing Aussie to be more communicative. And it's not just like, oh, well, the cameras are off. Let's go back to our regularly right. scheduled programming. I'm just going to pretend like I have no needs and like try not to trigger you. Yeah. You know you what's know? interesting now that you're saying that? I do wonder. I mean, because again, <laughs> we talk all the time about 
you know, we want more representation. We want more queer things. And then you get stuff like this and you're like, do we? Yeah. Um, did we want this? And I do wonder sometimes if it is actually worthwhile to have represented some really common, I think, within the queer community examples of toxic relationships mm-hmm. and the fact that they don't work out. Yes. You know, because realistically, I think it actually was really hard for I, I've seen a lot of people who were posting like, you know, TikToks and, and reels and stuff who were like, wow, I did not expect to have such a hard time watching this show. Because um, it reminded because them they, of their own previous relationships or current yeah, relationships. Or current relationships. And so they're like, they are just like <laughs> fully blasting this stuff on television. And then you're watching other people do it and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> Yep. Oh, no, I can see that it's bad. And suddenly I'm like seeing stuff in my own relationship. And I do. There might be some value in that, you know, yeah. like I'm wondering if there are people watching this um, who are suddenly realizing, hey, this isn't actually a healthy communication style when you hold it up to some of the other ones on this show. Um, so let's just hope, you know, listen, if you're out there and something in this show kind of struck home about your relationship, it doesn't doesn't necessarily mean you have to break up, but there might but be you some should stuff definitely you need to talk work about on. it. Yeah. <laughs> and if your partner's throwing furniture at you, you probably should break up with them. That yes, that would be a good idea that that's a that's <sighs> abusive. That was yeah. It honestly that honestly is like so scary too. I think like that whole thing really just like I feel like there's like this whole conception for some people that like love should be wild and crazy and passionate. The Notebook, you mean? Yeah. Well, like literally, somebody said during our watch party, like, do not compare yourself to the Notebook because they were like, if if maybe we'll Vanessa was like, we'll be birds in another life or whatever. And I was like, actually, uh, they are sort of like the notebook. Like the couple in the toxic notebook and unhealthy. is toxic, right? Yeah. Like they con- – oh, we constantly fight, but like we have the best sex ever and it's great. It's like – Yes. That's a bad formula for a relationship, especially that, a long-term relationship. Yeah. It's not going to work. It's just like you shouldn't constantly be fighting and breaking up with your partner. Like if you are constantly fighting, you're constantly breaking up, but you – if you the only thing you focus on is that oh but we keep getting back together so that must mean something mm, you should be thinking about this and it's it's why it's funny because honestly if this show ended on the finale it's a hate crime yeah <laughs> right like it's a hate crime to present these couples and then be like and they all got engaged the end <sighs> but there is something that's like really satisfying about the reunion coming out and having it be like yeah actually it is wildly unsustainable to have this as a relationship and as soon as you take the cameras off everything's going to fall apart because everyone is not desperately trying to present the best version, version of, themselves of themselves yeah for the cameras and this is a bad relationship that didn't work out yes. so i it's like as much as listen it's reality television it is what it is and there are things i hated about this show i actually think there are some worthwhile things you can get out of watching it um if you know what to look for i feel like everyone who's in like a, a stable committed relationship was just like wow <laughs> wild <laughs> true 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 i was like you're just I was popcorn like, yeah popcorn exactly. as you watch like, wide-eyed yeah in wonder. Get, can we get snacks honey yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like okay feeling pretty good right now yeah every <laughs> going to bed every night just being like i love and appreciate you so much yes yes <laughs> <laughs> I actually wrote this poem for you. Can I read it? 
<laughs> okay, Vanessa. Okay. <laughs> Can I read this for you? No, dead. Um, but yes, I I mean, clearly there's some value in the show. We all binged it. We all watched it. It's creating a lot of discussion about relationships, about communication that I think like this, the heterosexual version was not creating those conversations within the straight community. They did not give a fuck about that. So yeah, I think there's definitely some value in it. And I do, yeah, and I do want to say like another caveat as we sort of sign off. You said this a little earlier, but like these are real people's relationships and we're just like going at it. And we're going at it based on like highly edited Edited and altered. Like I've even, I've seen so many things that the contestants have put up to with like how clearly edited certain scenes were to like reconstruct conversations into the narrative they were trying to create. And like, we know that. Yes. We know that. Okay. Like we know we are, that's why I said like we're doing the face value take on this, even though we know it's made up. But that's okay. It's just that's what we want to discuss is the made-up reality that they presented us. It's fine. Yes, true, 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 true. And yes, if any of the ultimatum contestants want to come on Let's Hang Out. Oh, my God, We're please. still open to that. What a wild Except show. Vanessa. <laughs> what a wild – yeah, we won't. What a wild, <laughs> wild show. Any other thoughts on the show, on uh, on your feelings before we go into our Q&A? My feelings are I still love trash at reality television when it's gay. Please give us more. That's all. Give us more, please. Yes. And make us the freaking host. Why? Yes. Oh, Why my Joanna God. Swisher? Get a gay fucking host. Come what on. What's wrong with you? Come on. All right. Now we're going to our Q&A. Here we go. Q. 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 And. Gay. Question number one, Lee. Would you go on a reality dating show? Yes or no? No. Never. That's my nightmare. No. I know. This one in particular. <laughs> yes. No. Unless it's because you bring us on to be the stable, committed uh, relationship Part- yeah, yeah, yeah. partners, in which case, like, yes, please, let us, I whip, would, some, <sighs> let us whip some young lesbians into shape for yes. marriage, okay? We can do it. I still really want to go on a reality show. Like, obviously, it will not be a dating show, but, like, put me on Queer Eye. Like, please, like, I want to get made over. Like, give me a home makeover. Like, put me on a freaking, like, The Amazing, oh, Race. amazing Race. Yeah. You know, like, give us... And they've given us some good gay rep- representation. Reality on some of those shows other... I would do as a possibility. Dating show, no, man, yeah, yeah. not a Can't chance. Can't do it. Okay, Ali. Question two: What is your favorite queer dating show? Out of A, A Shot at Love with Tila Tequila. B, Twelve Dates of Christmas. C, Are You the One? Or D, The Ultimatum. It has to be Are You the One. That show oh, was so good. Was so good, and also just like. It was trashy, but the premise was not as shitty as the ultimatum. Do you know what I mean? Like, I actually I love the premise of Are You I the One. I think the premise of Are You the One is great. I think yeah. like people are not the the reality show concept is not built to traumatize people. So which true. is why like the ultimatum I cannot get that I cannot get behind in terms of like, yeah, great great concept for a show, even though like I binge the shit out of it, but less trauma in Are You the One. All right, question number three. What was Netflix's biggest hate crime? A, no pronouns, B, no poly option, C, having Tiff and Mildred on the reunion, or D, straight host? They're they're all bad. <laughs> they're all bad. all bad. It is why, like, clearly there were not uh, enough or any queer people involved in the production of this season. I think the biggest hate crime personally was having Tiff and Mildred together on the reunion. That's, well, yeah, that's a wild Well, yeah, because like, it's just, like, inappropriate. It's completely inappropriate and irresponsible. Yes. Like and just um, like in terms harmful. of in terms of my 
more like no honestly all of them all of them they're all so bad how do you not put pronouns up for queer people like that's wild wild uh, the the how do you have a straight host like that who made, made no- these decisions also how Netflix? do you have a straight host who's not a queer icon Nothing against right, I, Joanna, but like, but like I yeah, there's so many choices. There's it literally so many choices. was like Melanie you, Linsky hosts the ultimatum. Yes. Like, like what are you yeah, what are you doing? So right? dumb. Wild. Okay. Question four, Ellie. Would you be the A ultimatum giver, B ultimatum receiver, or C, you couldn't catch me on this show? That is a hard C. I will never go on <laughs> like I just I would not go on the show. Like I could so not do the show. No. All right, question number five, Lee. What queer reality show do you want to see next? A, Survivor, B, Big Brother, C, The Bachelorette, or D, any sort of queer game show? Okay, I feel like there are some fun game show options that we could dream up. I feel like what I think would should come next or like is the next logical progression is a queer Bachelorette season. Mm-hmm. Like that just feels like it's right there. It's, it's right there. for the picking. It's I feel ready like for us. we're ready for it, you know? Mm-hmm. Remember... You can give us your own answers to this episode's Q&A questions on our Twitter at Let's Hang Out Pod. Let me hear you say hip, 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 we're gay. We love hearing from all of you. We love continuing to build this community. So we just want to shout out some of our favorite things every episode. And we want to start with a shout out to the podcast, Brian Breaks Character. They reached out to us because during Pride Month, they go on hiatus and they wanted to take the opportunity to use that time on their feed to promote queer podcasts that they liked so they had reached out we um we sent them our episode that we did on crush with Kristen king and casey rackham and they wanted to put that up on their feed so we just think it's great it's nice to hear from them and great to see people who are trying to use the opportunity in their their you know soapbox that they have to promote queer shows so if you want to check it out uh, and and give them some listens you can listen to that episode over on their feed at brian breaks character we also have a few Instagram shout outs today because we had some hilarious responses to our Brave Should Have Been Gay. This one's from Marissa DeVoe, which said, is this why I begged to see Brave in theaters as a kid? Is this why Merida immediately became my favorite princess? The world may never know. And yes, <laughs> Merida is a gay ass bitch. So gay. We also should shout out Marissa because I know we're saying the name. The name obviously for us um, means a, a lot. A yes. Good friend. And any of you who have listened to the flame, Marissa was a huge part of getting that pulled together helped so much with all of the music and all that uh and we just love her and also helped with the 54 below show mm-hmm. just does a million things marissa's great um but the comment also made us laugh so <laughs> good 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 um another comment that absolutely killed us on that same post was by spy who commented i think merida's ace actually she's arrow ace but they spelled arrow like a-r-r-o-w and it is just like gold just gold. nailed it nailed gold. it yes amazing we also, as always, would like to thank our Lesbian Jesus patrons, Mark Foster, Tanya Ferguson, Alana Rosen, Lizette Stye, Aidy Benitez, Fiona W., and Sophia Phillips. And our King Princess patrons, Amy and Ellen, Leah Henley, Andrea Doucette, and Julia Gonzalez. Thank you all so much for supporting us. We could not make the show without you. Remember, you can also find us on all the social medias. We are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at Les Hangout Pod. You can email us at leshangoutpod at gmail.com. Check out our website at leshangoutpod.com. Whatever app you use for podcasts, make sure you subscribe so you'll be the first to know when new episodes drop. We also have videos going up on our YouTube channel, so you can subscribe at youtube.com slash leshangoutpod to catch those. Les Hangout is an independently produced show hosted by us with audio production by me. Our production assistant is Kristen Murison and Twitter shenanigans by Lee Holmes Foster. 
If you want to help support the podcast, the first thing you can do is leave us a rating and a review on whatever app you use to listen to podcasts. It helps new people find the show. If you want to support us, you can join our Patreon at bit.ly slash lespatreon. We have bonus episodes for all of our patrons. If you're like, I cannot get enough of these Les Hangout episodes and I ran out, there's no more. You have to join our Patreon to get all your bonus episodes. We have how many now, Lee? Ten? Ten? I think we, ten. We have ten extra episodes on our Patreon and you can join for as little as $5 a month. It makes a big difference to us. So we hope you join at bit.ly slash lespatreon. If you want to get some merch, especially now during Pride Month, what a great time to buy some fun queer designs. You can find all of ours and get them on all sorts of different things like tank tops, t-shirts, tote bags, sweatshirts, all kinds of options. You can find it at bit.ly slash lesshop. And remember, we have a queer production company making queer podcast musicals with guaranteed happy endings that you can find everywhere at at dollarbeanprod. You can also check out our website, dollarbeanproductions.com. You can listen to all the episodes of our first show, The Flame, on any podcasting app. If you want to help support us in making more musicals, you can also join our Patreon. It helps so much with making sure that we can pay all of our actors um, and help promote the show. You can do that at bit.ly slash dollarbeanpatreon. If you want to find us individually, you can follow me at Ellie Brigida on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at LSH Foster. With that, I'm Ellie. And I'm Lee. And, and let's, let's hang, hang out, out again, again soon. soon. Let's hang out. out.